Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Brosley. James Cox. What's going on, man? <laughs> how 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 weird is it to do this without uh, being able to see me? I can't see you, but you sure can't see me. But that's okay. I can I see can... you. Really? So if you were to pick your nose, I'd be able to tell. If mm. I picked my nose, you have no clue. No. Either no. does our audience. So I might be picking my nose right now. Right. Well, this is not going on YouTube, so they won't be able to know e- even if you know you did pick your nose. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Then I totally won't pick my nose today. Right. Probably picking it now, aren't you? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what's yeah, up, man? Like good old days. Yeah, man, this is like the good old days when I used to record in my car, and it was just a phone call, um, and uh, you couldn't see me then. Um, meanwhile, I'm like shoving food, because I was doing it on my lunch break, so I was like eating in between. Like you would talk, and I would like, pull the microphone on my headset away from me for a little bit, just so I can scarf some food down <laughs> real quick. And then like, try not to burp whenever we were, um, whenever I was talking. So, yeah. uh, yeah, the good old uh, days, the good old days. Right. Yeah. I don't think we want them, them to come back. Cause it, it, it sounded like we were rushing it, you know? Yeah. And we had to, because it yeah. was, that was the only time I could record. And, you know, I'm glad I've got more free time to do, to do this now so we can put more effort into the shows and take our time with recording and not feel so rushed and right. um, things have gotten a lot better. Oh yes. Much better. We're getting more guests on and, you know, yeah. cause, uh, cause I, I reach out to them, but, but sometimes they reach out to us when they come on our show. So that's good. You know? Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for um, anyone who has reached out to us about getting on the show. Uh, we'd love to do it. We've got us. I mean, you guys don't know, but like James goes over with me, like a list of people that he's got who he has scheduled to come on. And it's like weeks out. And so, cause he, you know, but, he, James, you always approach me about, you know, whether or not I can make the interviews yes. and most, you know, most time I can't, but sometimes I can. And, uh, but it, it, dude, you do a great job of getting everybody lined up. I do. And the I, reason why I, the reason, the reason why I ask you is because it's, it's our show. It's not my show, you know. This like, is totally your like, show, man. Like, no, contrary to what you think, <laughs> it's not, it's our show, dude. So I'm, you know, I tend to want to include you because I mean, there might be some artists which you, I mean, which you really love to interview. And what if I didn't tell you? Well, you know that and way, we have know. we have had we've had so many people on that I do absolutely love and have idolized for years, and it's yeah. really cool to take the opportunity to just spend an hour talking about music with them and it's so much fun i can't wait to like see who we can get in the future i know right that'd be amazing yeah Yeah. uh so i didn't really mind if you could see me and i can't see you because i have something to show you but first i want to ask you a question did you um i don't think okay so did you see my hour video on on me getting the z2 comics yet or did i post them yet i don't know if i posted i don't think i've seen that no okay all right so I ordered two Z two comics. You remember when we had her oh, yeah. uh, when we had her graphic novel um a band comic book thing, right? And I told you the Ice Nine Kills is, uh, would would uh, come out with hers. Yes, I uh-huh. finally got that in. 
Is I, that what's behind you? No. Oh, oh okay. yep, yep. I, I'm lying to you right now. I just like you Yeah, this is like a graphic book. And they're and for people who's who's hearing this, they're, they're the cover of the book. It's a slipcase and it looks like a video cassette. Oh yes, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. So and inside of it, it has like a like three or four, um, you know, pictures of what of, of what the front of cover would look like. Right. And and it's awesome. It's it's very gory, very bloody. But cool. that, but that's not the awesome thing. The awesome thing is, I ordered another. The YouTube comic, it's, it's Dio, you know, Ronnie James Dio. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came up with, and, and they made a book for him. I don't want to say he came up with a book because, you know, Ronnie's yeah. not with us. But, um, yeah. so when I got the package, it, it felt heavier than, than this guy here because this had one, one of, one, you know, one, uh, you know, one book, one, right, one, one album. Yeah. So, Lo and behold, they sent me two Dio books, and one is yours. Okay. What? Yeah, dude. What's I'm, mine? I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give one to you. Dude. Because okay, so you'll get this. It's the it's the um, Holy Diver vinyl. Holy with a, Diver. With the awesome demon thing on on the yeah. cover. And then not only that, you'll get this book. Oh man, That's, that is so gnarly! I had that on my Amazon wish list. Did you? Uh, no lie. I and I was reviewing that earlier, um, just kind of cleaning up my wish list because you know my birthday and Christmas is coming up, and I know people are going to be asking me, "Hey Blake, what do you want?" And I've got a stack of comic books and records and stuff like that that I want, and I kind of cleaned it up a little bit, and um, I kept that on there because that thing looks so dope. Yeah, and and this is what every Zoo Two comic comes with. Cause oh. with, um, like three or four of these, yeah. And then, of course, we get the uh, the book, you know. And it's Man, that it's, is so awesome. Yeah, it's got. Well, dude, thanks. It's very, very colorful in, inside, you know. Yeah. So you'll you'll get this book, and I find that I I find odd that they sent me two of them because I never ordered two, but we're not telling them tell no more. Won't say a word. But uh, but but when you come over to uh, go to the dead dead concert with me, hopefully you can. Hopefully I can. Yeah. Hopefully you can bring Allie with you because I'm sure she'll yes. love them too. Yes. Um, I'm gonna bring you this book and the um and the LP so you can listen to it. Have, Thank you so much. Have you bought your 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 record player yet? No. No, no I have not. No. Um, not yet. Okay. Uh, we're still looking and pricing and tr- you know. Because I, I think I have some speakers, but I think the one that we want to order doesn't come with speakers. Um, so I think uh, I think I have some speakers that'll work. I want to make sure before we order it. Um, well, I'm, I'm going really to send bad you about buying things without researching first, and Allie is the complete opposite. Right. So she's she's constantly searching, just trying to make sure because she's got a ton of records too. I know she would love to listen to, and we, we're trying to figure out where to put it once we actually get it. Right. Um. But yeah, eventually we'll we'll get to that point. Well, I'm going to take I, I, I'm going to send you the the Amazon link because right here, right there, I don't know mm-hmm. right here, right? That's my yeah. record player, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes with the CD CD drive. That's what we had. That's oh, actually really? the one that we had. Really? Um, and the reason we got rid of it was because we couldn't find space in the house to yeah. put it because it's yeah. kind of big. It is. It is. Um, but it was cool because it, it had a cassette player, it had AM, FM radio, yeah. Bluetooth speaker, CD player, 
and Everything. the record player and the speakers built into it. And, yeah. you know, whenever we used it at our uh, two previous houses, I mean, we used it a good bit. Mm -hmm. But when we got here into this house, we couldn't find anywhere to oh. set it up where it wasn't like kind of in the way. So that's why we want to get a smaller one and figure out where to put it. But <laughs> yeah, man, I, I've got a load of vinyl. I would love to just oh, put yeah. it on, and, you know, do stuff around the house and all kind of things. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. let, okay. So let me ask you this. Okay. So yeah. when, when I, when I presented this idea to you that we're, that we're going to do, do today, I looked on Twitter and <laughs> you said you researched the word dookie a whole lot. A whole Ex lot. A lot okay. of dookie okay. in my Google searches today. First of all, explain to the people, to the good people what we're covering today and why you researched that word over dookie. and over again. Lots and lots of dookie. Mm. Um, now, of course, this is a Green Day's dookie. This Today, we're going to be talking about the legacy of Green Day's monumental album, the album that put them in the mainstream and put them at the forefront of the pop punk movement and pop, or excuse me, punk rock revival of the 90s, if you will. Um, this album did it. This was Green Day's breakout album. Mm made them a household name. They were all over the radio, whether it was rock or pop radio. Um, and we found an article that was, you know, listing several popular albums that um, would not exist had it not been for Green Day's Dookie album. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be fun. I can't wait to dive into that yeah. um, because Green Day was one of my favorite bands for such a long time. I still love listening to Green Day. I still love some of their new music is is still good. I would love to go on the Hella Mega Tour um, and go see them playing with uh, Fall Out Boy and Weezer. Right. Um, but, you know, we, I, I think COVID messed that that up a good bit. And then yeah, I don't know how much tickets cost now. I'm pretty sure it's all sold out. But I'm, you know, keeping track of them on tour. And uh, they've still got it, man. They've still got it after all these years. Well, see, I had the I had the opportunity to buy uh, du the Dookie album when I'm with Eric's shop, um, Scratch and Spin, about three months ago. But I never, cool. but I never pulled the trigger on it. So, oh uh, yeah, so, great album, man! Uh, I, I can't wait to huh. to dive into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because this is, it, I think it, uh, this came out in '94, right? Yeah, '94. Because I was fourteen, where where and I was still in high school, of course. And me right. and my friend always jammed just every time he he came over my house or I came over his house. Nonstop Green Day. Yeah, yeah, Green Day is. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, like, I will admit though, I will admit, I was a little late to the Green Day game just because, um. I, I grew so I grew up in the '90s, but I wasn't into this type of music when I was a kid, right? Um, it was it wasn't until oh, 2004, um, ten years after Dookie came out, that when I really got into Green Day because American Idiot came out. That was my that was my introduction to Green Day. Now, of course, I knew when I come around, and of course, I knew um, Time of Your Life because those were very popular radio songs, right. but. I, you know, my, my big first, my first big Green Day album that I fell in love with the band was definitely American Idiot. Right. Um, but in finding that album, I couldn't help but check out the back catalog of everything that they had done prior to that. 
Yeah. And tons of albums came out before American Idiot. So I just kept going back and kept going back and kept going back and just went all the way back until they're like, their early stuff when they weren't even called green day, when they went by sweet children. And it was, I, you know, I was hooked. That was my favorite band. And, uh, but Dookie was one of those albums that I stumbled upon after American idiot that I was just like, Oh my gosh, I hadn't, I had no idea there were so many good songs on this album. I find it shocking that you, that you, that you first, um, was introduced to green day by from American idiot because all over, yeah. all over MTV, um, rocks or you know, um, uh, you know those video times. You know, yeah, they play nonstop. Longview, Longview was Longview. it for me, right. dude. Yeah, I'm like, I got to get this album just just based on that on that from Longview. That baseline. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so funky and it's got the walking thing going on. Right. And uh, yeah, Longview is a great song. Yeah. Um. And but, uh, okay, so. There's something special about their record too. Like, like there are, like there's only two records that I can think of where it has nonstop bops, as you call them, bops. like beginning to end. And those two are Green Day Dookie, right, and Misfits American Psycho. American Psycho those is two, full of bops. Those <laughs> those two ones are like, if I play it on the first track, I will not stop until I you know hear the whole thing. I yeah, mean, you can't, you can't stop or skip any tracks. You have to listen to it from beginning to end. Right. The epic intro, um, a, a, abdominal, uh, abominable, excuse me, abdominal, <laughs> abominable <laughs> Dr. Fibes, oh, yeah. um, all the way up until Don't Open Till Doomsday, um, which is features a hidden track if you yes. if you ride it out a little bit. Um, um, I forgot the name of the song of the hidden track, but uh, it's such something a great night. Closer, it's something night. Kill night. Hell night. Hell night. Hell night. Hell That's night. it. Hell night. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, those are you're absolutely right. Those are two yeah. iconic albums, yeah. um, especially for punk rock. That it is just good from start to finish. You cannot skip any songs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever made an album which where, where I can do it front to back without you know stopping something. You know. I mean, yeah. Those, yeah. 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 So. Cool man. Well. Yeah, that's. Uh, I can't wait to get into that. Before we do, do you want to uh, do this day in music? Sure, let's hit it. All right, awesome. And by the way, happy Memorial—not Memorial Day, excuse me—happy Labor Day <laughs> uh, to everyone out there um, uh, on this uh, Monday that this album, or this album that this episode drops. Uh, happy Labor Day to you. If you don't have a job, go get one, you lazy bum, um, so you can enjoy Labor Day like the rest of us. I'm just kidding. That was mean. Um, <laughs> All right, before we begin, as always, thank you to thisdayinmusic.com for these facts today. Um, So uh, starting out here for September 6th in uh, 1968, while working at Abbey Road Studios uh, in London on the George Harrison song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, this is cool, Eric Clapton added the guitar solo and became the first famous outside musician to play on a Beatles recording, and George recorded his lead vocals on the track. I had no idea Eric Clapton did the solo on that. Um, in 1970, Jimi Hendrix made his final live appearance when he appeared at the Isle of uh, Fermarn, Fermarn, sure, in Germany. Uh, the guitarist then died 12 days later on the 18th of September in 1970 after choking on his own vomit, sadly. Um, talked all about that in our 2727 Club episode. So uh, go back and check that one out for all the other artists that sadly passed away when they were 27 years old. 
1975, Glenn Campbell started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Rhinestone Cowboy, his first number one after 13 top 40 hits. Uh, the record gained three Grammy no- uh, nominations and was the Country Music Association Song of the Year for 1976. Cool stuff. Uh, in 1975, Rod Stewart was at number one on the UK singles chart with his version of the Sutherland Brothers song, Sailing. The song had been featured in the BBC TV series about HMS Ark, uh, Ark Royal. Uh, 1986, the all-girl uh, all group <laughs> Bananarama went on to uh, number one in the U.S. singles uh, with their song Venus. You know, I'm your Venus, I'm your fire. Uh, The song had been a uh, number one for Dutch group Shocking Blue in 1970. Uh, In 1997, Elton John recorded a new version of Candle in the Wind after performing the song live at Diana um, uh, Princess Di, you know, uh, after she passed away. An estimated 2.5 billion people around the world watched Elton John play the special tribute to Diana. Uh, the track went on to become the biggest selling single of all time. I didn't know that. Um, and this is great. In 2001, American band Earth, Wind & Fire announced that Viagra would sponsor their forthcoming 30th anniversary American tour. Um, yep, I guess it's just a way of letting the ladies know that they still got it. Uh, in 2006, a man named Paul, this one's really funny, kind of, a man named Paul Van Valkenburg uh, from Florida died of lung cancer. That's not funny. Um, an obituary published in a local uh, paper was then picked up by the Associated Press, which ran a short obituary uh, of the dead man, but giving him the wrong name. The real Paul Vance, uh, who was alive and well and living in Coral Springs, Florida, contacted local media after viewing a report of his death on local TV. He announced that he was still alive and he was able to prove this with a stack of royal uh, royal checks from AS, uh, ASCAP uh, from his biggest hit, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. I remember that song yeah. um, just from, you know, old like novelty songs from like the 50s. Right. Uh, he told a reporter for the New York Times that his relatives and friends um, uh, that – uh, and his friends, shocked by the AP report, had called to check on him after seeing the media reports. So he still got it and had to prove it with his royalties from his bap of a song. And that was today's This Day in Music. Happy Labor Day to you and Yorn. Nice, nice. I nice. think what, man, um, Beatles, I don't know what they're doing, but man, they've been, they've been working since they like formed a band because every time you announce these, um, you know, that uh, 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 on the day oh, they're of, always, they're always yeah, on they're, it, yeah. The Beatles and Jimi Hendrix is on every single one of these. Every time we go to look up something for this day music, the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix are almost guaranteed to be on it for some reason. Right, right. Crazy. They were busy. Stay busy, son. Busy, busy. Yeah. Cool. Well, James. So Okay, so, so you and I went over this you know, for for um, you know, be, before we started the uh, today in history, yeah. But but what was your favorite song out of the whole tracks of um, Dookie? It's tough because I had tough. to, I had to, I had to um, go back and um, since I haven't heard that album in such a long time, yeah. I pulled it up on Wikipedia and um, it's there's fourteen songs, yeah. Okay. 
so the uh the song that that made this album, you know, to what it is today is uh Longview, mm-hmm. Basket Case, and When I Come Around. Yeah. The ba- now Basket Case was the one that they were in the uh mental institution and and, yes. and okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yep. yeah. That music video. Yeah, that was yep. a good song. I know. Yeah, I and that's what makes it so hard to yeah. pick a favorite but i think if i had to pick my favorite song from dookie it would be when i come around just because i remembered that song from mm-hmm. when i was little um and it, i remember how big it was and it was all over the radio and i liked it when i was a kid and i didn't even really know who green day was at the time right um and then once i discovered you know american idiot and i kind of started checking back into those older green day songs I was like, oh yeah, this song, this was one of the, and, um, you know, but there's, there's so many great ones on there. Um, when I come around would definitely be my, my favorite one. I would say my second is she, she is such a great song. She is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there is a cool, I wish I could remember the, the name of the girl who covers it, but there is a really cool cover of she, um, in the cruel summer TV show. Uh, and and that, that show is full of 90s cover songs made by recent artists. We need to do that as a, as a, as a cover works next, because I really want to hear yeah. that song. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But I will give you uh, three of, the, of my favorite songs. Um, that might, Go for it. Okay, so Chump, Chump, track, track yeah. number three, Chump, it's my like all-time favorite one. Right. right. And then you got She, which is my like one of my all-time favorite ones. And yeah. then F.O.D., I don't know if that 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 song doesn't get as, as much respect for it as, as Oh, as, absolutely as not. Yeah, it's a it's a forget it's a forgotten gem that's on that album. And I forget what the F.O.D. stands for. I don't think I don't know. Um, I'm almost afraid to Google it. I think they say it in, in the song. Probably. But I'm like a. Man, I, I I haven't listened to this album in so long. But, I listened to it today in um you know in preparation for this episode just to kind of refresh right um you know my memory of how everything sounds and and uh, and all that because I'll admit it's been a while since I've listened to this album right um but yeah definitely man I I I love I love it I think it's it's perfectly executed I think it was a great way for them to break into the mainstream. Um, not to say that it wasn't met with some controversy from hardcore <laughs> punk fans, but you know, anybody who discovers a band and then they suddenly get popular, right. there's always been going to be a group of people who think you're sellouts and they talk <laughs> a lot of trash. Um, but you know, fat Mike from, um, no effects said it perfectly whenever he, uh, there was some kind of documentary he was featured in talking about green day and dookie and how monumental it was. He was like, yeah, people said that Green Day sold out. And anytime they would bring it up to me, it'd be like, yeah, they did sell out. They sell out every night. <laughs> every show that they, that they play, they sell out. And they're yeah. still doing it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Decades later. So, it's yeah, so they amazing. did sell out. But, you know, that's, that's just what they did. They wrote a good album. And it was really popular. And that's so, also funny that, that, that you said that uh, on the Misfits American Psycho has a secret song on there. Yeah. Because this does, too. Um, after track 14 FOD plays, you wait like, I don't know, 30 seconds and then just all, all by myself comes on. Yeah. And it, and it was written and performed by the drummer Trey Cool. Yes. So. <laughs> Trey Cool, man. And, he is just, yeah. he's a character. Um, and that, he, 
he's really talented and he's really funny. And that would not be the last song that he would go on to, you know, sing and, and write for right. future albums. But uh, yeah, he's he's a really, really funny guy. I would love to meet Trey Cool one day. Hey, maybe we can get him on the show. That would be so fun. I know you would be the one to freak out in the booth, right? I would poop my pants. <laughs> You'd be dookie in your pants, right? I would dookie in my pants. Dookie in oh. your... Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, we're, we really apologize. Sorry, we apologize. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so uh, you want to read this first paragraph? Good yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Um, yeah. So Green Day were already cult favorites by the time Dookie hit record store shelves on February 1st, 1994, having sold 50,000 copies of their second album, Kerplunk, in the U.S. alone. What happened next, though, as word spread of its volatile riffs, punk snarl, and nuclear pop hooks, didn't just change the lives of members Billy Joe Armstrong, Trey Cool, and Mike Durnt, uh, but the course of punk as a whole. As a whole. Um, soon, Green Day's bratty sound and style had infiltrated both the charts and wider culture. Their sense of fun and abandon seeping into films like 1999's American Pie and TV's Jackass. Um, Nirvana's Nevermind was still riding high as Dookie entered the world two years after its release. Just as, just as disaffected from brimming with humor, Dookie's success um, proved, to, proved to record label, film, and TV execs that the teen rock revolution they had been witnessing for much of the early 90s um, didn't have to be all gloomy nihilism and angsty sonics. Dookie made rock fun again. It did. And it did. It did. But, yeah. But sidebar... Have you heard of the uh, the recent events about the uh, about the Nirvana baby? Yes. Here's what I'm gonna say about that. Okay. That dude has been on. I remember seeing him on a game show years ago, and the the type of game show that it was. You know that game where you like give people three statements, two of them are lies, and one of them is the truth. Yes. That's what this game show was, right? Uh-huh. So they ha- they had people come on the show. And they give these statements, and you have to determine which one is the truth. Well, this kid goes on there who's like a teenager, right? So this is how long ago this was. He's he's a teenager. He goes on the show, and one of his things was, I'm the baby on the cover of the Nirvana Nevermind album. Yeah. And sure enough, he was. So he goes on a game show years ago, and he's proud of it, and he's like, yep, that's me. I'm the baby on the uh, on the Nirvana album cover. Um, and he's made several TV appearances and done so many interviews and things like that. And he's joked around the fact that everybody has seen him naked. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he, you know, that, that guy has lived it up for all these years. And suddenly 30 years later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to sue, I'm going to sue Nirvana. So I think he's an idiot. I think he's a douchebag. I think he needs to shut up, go home and, uh, yeah, yeah. just deal with it. You know the the, the funniest thing I've, I, I've ever seen in my life on, on inter, internet. Well, there's two funny things. Yeah. Uh, Chris Novoselic, which is the basis of Nirvana, right? Um, put up a cover, uh, put up a, put up a like a like a like a new cover. Right. He took the baby out of the cover and just left the dollar. I was like, oh yeah. no. And then yeah. and then uh, and then on on another post there was a uh, there was a um, message you know underneath that photo. And he says, yep, he's still chasing that dollar. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that. no, dude. You got to be kidding me. You know? Got it. Got it's him. true, though. Yeah. He, 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 I don't know what's up with that guy. All this, I, all this time, you've been so proud to be the naked baby on the Nirvana album. 
and suddenly you want to try to sue a band. First off, the band doesn't even exist anymore. So right. who, are, so who I, are you really I, selling? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what Dave Grohl's response is, but I can't wait to hear it. He's just out of money. That's all. He just wants a fast That's paycheck. He's, yeah. he's too lazy to do anything about it, you know? Yeah. Oh. He's, he's not celebrating Labor Day. That's for <laughs> right. sure. Yes, yes, yes. Every day is Labor, <laughs> Labor Day for him because he's a lazy bum. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, but who knows? I, I, I can't see you. So, <laughs> you can't see me, so you don't know what my face is making. I, right I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to Dookie, okay? Back to the Dookie. So, and I didn't notice, but Dookie is their third album. I yes. thought it was their first album, but it, it was um, Kerplunk was their first one, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, Happy Slappy Hours is the second one. I totally butchered that. It, it had a weird, yeah. it had a weird title, but it was that was kind of released when they were still going by the the name um, Sweet Children. Sweet, right? And um, yeah. and I think off of the it's either the Kerplunk album or the, well, it's either off their first or second one. Uh, they had the song. Um, it, 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 it was a, like a hillbilly song, right? And I think Trey Cool singed it, sung it, something like, like that. Yeah, sing, yeah. But I thought that was the best song ever, you know. But but, yeah. I, but I was like fourteen, so I didn't know yeah. any better. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Dookie is their third studio album in the in the major label debut by an American rock band, Green Day, uh, released yeah. on February first, ninety four, by Rip, Rip, Reprise Records. Okay. Yeah. Um. The Went band. on to that record label is home to a lot of classic albums. In fact, they were still with them when they came out with uh, American Idiot. So, oh, nice. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, nice. My Chemical Romance, The Used, a lot of those guys. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Uh, the band's first collaboration with producer Rob Cav- Cavello. I don't know. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Rob Cavello. Um, it was recorded in late 93 at Fantasy Studios in Berkeley, California. Mm-hmm. Written mostly by frontman Billy Joe Armstrong, uh, the uh, the album is heavily based around its personal experiences, his personal experiences, uh, with themes such as boredom, anxiety, relationship, and sexuality. Mm-hmm. The band was um, promoted with five singles, Longview, Basket Case, and a re-recorded version of Welcome to Paradise, originally mm-hmm. on their first album, Kaplunk. Yep. When I come around and radio only she, mm-hmm. yeah, those also, were those were yeah. their five right uh, singles that they they pumped out and yeah. boy, what a bunch of great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we said before, all by myself is a hidden track performed by drummer Trey Cool. Yes, which is correct. Yes, um, yeah, and I um, and I think that 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 song is very. Uh, I I guess it's a. Uh, Sexually into in you window or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you, I mean, oh, yeah. what do you do all by yourself? Don't answer that, <laughs> just let the you brain can't think. Do you the know? face that I'm making. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Dookie received critical acclaim upon its release and won the band a Grammy Award for Best Alternative Album in 1995. Uh, it was also a worldwide success, reaching number two in the United States and top five in several other countries. It is created, excuse me, it is credited with being uh, punk rock to mainstream popularity and propelling Green Day to worldwide fame. It was later certified diamond. Thank you, Roomba. 
It's, oh, I thought someone was breaking in. I'm like, what? Better go kill him. Nope, that's just uh, that's just Roomba. Um, robots are slowly taking over, mm. uh, and I'm on to you, Roomba. Yeah, your your wicked games. <laughs> anyway, um, it was later certified diamond by the RIAA, um, and it has sold close to 20 million copies worldwide, making it the band's best-selling album and one of the best-selling albums worldwide. In 2003. Rolling Stone placed Dookie at number 193 on their list of 500 greatest albums of all time, maintaining the rating in a 2012 revised list. Um, in 2012, excuse me, in 2020, Rolling Stone re-ranked the album at number 375 on another revised list. So still holding strong after all this time. It's still up there yeah. as one of the greatest albums of all time. Right, right. As, as well as it should be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about it, that album spawned like tons of tons of great artists now, you know. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah you, gotta think, you gotta think about it. When I was fourteen, I was this is the first time I've heard of Green Day, and you know uh, now um, I think that the bands that are, that that came out earlier were was just hearing about it for the first time too, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah. Um, punk purists complained about Nuki commercialism commercializing punk uh but from that in- introduction uh we soon got into the clash fugazi day kennedy's black flag and so on over 25 oh, over 25 years on here here is some albums that were on the way that were one way or another shaped by the album dookie including a couple of surprises yeah man i mean it- Think about it. Like how how popular was punk rock music prior to this album coming out? Right. Yeah. Like it. No, I mean it was so underground. Even still, even though these these bands were successful, the Ramones were successful. The oh, Misfits yeah. were successful. Yeah. Um, Sex Pistols, The Clash, all the. I mean, they had. There were some bands that even broke into the mainstream. Then, you know, should I stay or should I go was on the radio. The Clash was popular. But it was still considered to be an underground thing. It wasn't until Dookie came out that it became a household name, right? Right. And it became something that teenagers in the, you know, that grew up in this time period could connect with because, and maybe they weren't as angsty as, you know, like all the, the Nirvanas and, you know, Pearl Jams and Sound Gardens and things like that. Like grunge was still big at this time. Maybe you weren't quite as grungy, but you were still defiant. You still wanted to be punk rock. You still wanted to uh, screw authority. And, you know, <clears throat> my I, I'm weird and my parents don't understand me, but I don't like hate the world. And that's kind of where Dookie comes in. It's It was a fun way to rebel against what was going on. Right. Right. I, I, it, I feel like I feel like that looking back on it, looking at the history of Dookie. I feel like that's what was going on. And I mean, I was only like three years old when Dookie came out. Right. So, I mean, what do I know? Um, I definitely wasn't angsty or anything. <laughs> I was watching Barney. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I just want to, okay. So there are bands that you wouldn't even think that they listen to certain yeah. things that you're like, you know, according to, uh, well, uh, according to this one, uh, Lady Gaga was inspired by the yeah. Dookie record. Um, she says that I remember when I bought Green Day's Dookie album. Um, 
I just wanted to lick the lick the pages from the booklet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that particular album, as it is iconic, uh, say Sled Gaga. Uh, she claims Dookie was the first album she ever bought, uh, laying the blueprint for a vicious punk streak and the pop icon that helped her shape her career ever since the debut. Yeah. So even she was she was inspired, you know. And, and she and we got some great music from her, uh, you know. Yeah, Lady Gaga is great. And yeah. think about like when when Lady Gaga came out. Punk rock is all about rebellion. It's all about going against the grain. It's all about standing out and being different. Right. And at the time of Lady Gaga coming out, everything was still fabricated when it came to pop music. Everybody looked the same. They sound the same. Everything was cookie cutter and duplicates of each other. And it there was no originality. Lady Gaga comes in and she is totally different. She dresses weird. She acts weird. She wears meat dresses. Um, she's an amazing singer. She's got really good songs. And even for someone like me, who at this time, I was so into hardcore, you couldn't pull me out of it. But I I would not listen to anything on the radio. Wasn't really big into that. But Lady Gaga was different for me, man. Yeah. I, I was like, she's good. Yeah. She's got good stuff. And yeah. uh and, but she brought a punk rock element to pop culture for sure. Oh yeah. And how do you, how does one wear meat? That's something you, I don't Oh, know. you don't remember that? Yeah, I, she I do. Like, I do. But I'm like, yeah. how does someone? Where she did it? Where does she get the idea from that? Because that's because that's out of the box, dude. I never ever seen anybody wear meat yeah. before. She's she's in, she's cool, man. Oh, yeah. I listened to a um, page seven pop history episode on Lady Gaga. It was like a two parter. Yeah, and uh, I think I might listen to that again because she's just had a very interesting life, and she's very involved with her music. Right. And uh, I think that out of a lot of popular artists that are big now, um, she's she's one of the few that is actually musically creative and musically involved. Um, with her songs so uh you know yeah well power to her but uh, but so this next artist you can hear nothing but green day in in all of their albums still oh yeah so you want to tell us about them yeah absolutely so um we wouldn't have no doubts tragic kingdom without dookie right um also hailing california no doubt burst through the pop punk door uh that green day blew open just a year earlier in 1995 (laughs) with Tragic Kingdom, boasting the karaoke classic Just a Girl, a tale of rebellion from under parental control, their lyrical, lyrical themes and cheeky energy runs parallel with Dookie. Dude, Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, Tragic Kingdom was also responsible for influencing so many ska bands that emerged out of the 90s too. So it's just a chain reaction. They wouldn't be where they were at had it not been for Green Day. Right. And we wouldn't have bands like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and all these other guys without no doubt. And just think of it. They came out with Tragic Kingdom a year after Dookie came out. Yeah. I mean, Tragic Kingdom came out in 95, Dookie came out in 94. Yeah. So I so I, so I think I think Green Day had a really big big inspiration on on um No Doubt. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Part- no, no, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> right. No doubt that they had no doubt. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So here's a band that that uh, that you love. Um, and I. Oh yeah. I like some songs, but I don't really like the whole 
you know, essence of them, but but that's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, my chemical romance. Yes. The Black Parade. Everybody says that this is a, like a like a really really great, possibly the, the greatest album so far. I would. Um, all right. So would you agree would, or no? I would say that the Black Parade is the Sergeant Pepper of the em, the emo generation. Okay. No doubt. I, that being said, I would say, all right, this is this is very controversial. You're right. When it comes to MCR fans, a lot of people are very divided, right, um, on that because oldest sister Greta was a huge My Chemical Romance before Black Parade came out, yeah. and she will admit that she, that that Black the Black Parade was not her favorite album, right. But I explained to her, I was like, you know, I heard in an, in an interview one time, Gerard Way, the lead singer, was uh, talking with someone, and they're asking, you know, what, why is it, why is it so different? Why do you look so different? Because if you don't know what these guys looked like, you know, they were they were the quintessential emo kids, right? So right. they had the black, black hair, hair and makeup in their face, yeah. makeup, and all that stuff. Yeah. right, and they they kept with all that stuff. But Gerard Way used to have long black hair. And then when Black Parade came out, he cut it super, super short and dyed it blonde, like bleached it blonde. Mm. Um, and, you know, they had uh, marching band outfits that they would wear every night and they would play the Black Parade um, in its entirety all the time. And they went on several tours and they recorded it in a haunted house. I think that's so cool. Really? I love that story. Yes. Um, and they have several ghost stories about it. But, um, yeah, I, I – I would say that the Black Parade is my favorite MCR album. Yeah. It's funny uh, that you that you compared it to Peppers, um, you know, the Beatles. Because yeah. I hear that I hear two albums that stick a lot the most about the Beatles. It's uh, Peppers, and mm-hmm. I hear more and more people really love love the White Album. You know, yes, more so. So I don't think we we are done hearing the best that's yet to come from. My Chemical Romance, you know, maybe, no, and maybe. they're back together, like such yeah. a monumental time. They and they announced it so cool on Halloween 2019 <laughs> <laughs> that they were coming back together. They played one reunion show, unfortunately, until COVID hit, and they haven't been able to do anything since. And they've had to push back their appearances at several festivals and stuff. But right. I'm thankful that the band is back. They were one of my favorite bands. Um, they were the uh, the driving force for uh getting into exploring even more of you know this emo punk subgenre that, that that was out there um because three cheers for sweet sweet revenge was great um i brought you my bullets you brought me your love was wonderful yeah but uh black parade for me was that was just that was it dude i i grew up i was in the midst of the emo um revival from that took place from like 20 like 2005 to like 2008 that was i was in high school i felt all those emotions oh yeah got it like i that was me i was well i didn't dress like that but like you know and i I didn't have long hair and wore guy liner or anything Mm. like that but you know i that was i was into that music very 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 much right and black parade was just one of my favorite albums and still is i still love it I, i still cannot listen to it without getting chills uh whenever welcome to the black parade come on just that yeah. that g note that mm-hmm. plays on the on the piano that <clears throat> and like any other emo kid that, from that from back in the day when they hear all it takes is that one note and it's like they just their ears perk up a little yeah, bit right right 
but we wouldn't have it without Dookie. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. You know. And and uh and uh just to read it, it says uh, uh yeah. the kudos he earned making Dookie and in in ensuing Green Day albums allowed super producer Rob uh Cavello to create freedom to fashion Gerard Way, which is a singer of M M M C um R. Um, and Friends' dark ex experimental the Black Parade, although it's flamboyant and over, over uh, what, overarching, overarching, um, narrative, owns more to California's later concept album American Idiot. Yeah, so, American Idiot drops in '04. Obviously, influences Black Parade as well, um, because that was the time of the concept album, and. Right. American Idiot is is a wonderful concept album. It was so it, American Idiot was such a great concept album. They made a musical out of it. Yes. So that tells me they should make a freaking musical out of the Black Parade. Please, before I die, will there be <laughs> some type of emo uh, Broadway producer that's like, you know what, the Black Parade needs to be on Broadway? Absolutely. I would get on an airplane, which I'm scared to do, and I would fly back to New York, and I would go back to broadway just to watch the black parade on, why, on broadway why, why are you gonna fly to new york with like six hours for driving because <sighs> i've flown to new york before and oh. it was on it was like an hour and a half to get there oh you're, you're in a hurry flying. I'm you're, scared in hur of flying. you're in a hurry to get there huh yeah Allie won't let me drive she oh. says too far <laughs> well, well, okay but yeah, uh, I, it's uh -huh. just it's this uh, american idiot and dookie definitely I, I would say when it comes to their earlier albums, you can hear a lot more Dookie influence. Right. Um, and even like Nimrod, um, <laughs> the Insomniac, and those albums were very influential then too, especially the drumming. I feel like the drumming is very similar to what Trey, Trey Cool used to play. Um, obviously, they got a different drummer for Black Parade. Bob Breyer stepped in and played. And he, I mean, he was monumental and iconic on that one on Black Parade. But uh, their their earlier drummer had a lot of what I like to call Trey Cool fills, um, right. and uh, it's I, I do categorize by my favorite drummers. I've, I've I'll listen to somebody play something. I'm like, that's a Travis Barker fill, mm -hmm. or that's an Aaron Gillespie, or that's a Trey Cool, you know, and and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I I totally agree. Dookie Dookie paved the way for a lot of these bands, these punk emo bands. Some forty one. Oh it's, yeah! It's been a while since I heard that name before. Yeah, man. All killer, no filler, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So they wrote the song called "In Too Deep." If you know someone you never heard of him before. Uh, oh yeah. So retooling skater punk for the 2000s generation, uh, Canadian crew some 41 have not been quiet about how much their career is owed uh, to Green Day's um, back catalog. I was fourteen. I, I was about fourteen when Dookie came out. Um, Derek, what, Wibbly, 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 mm -hmm. Wibbly recalls. I remember seeing the video for Basket Case for the first time. It had so much energy, and it was so different, which was. Mm. Um, I'd never seen any, anything like that before. From then, I was an in, in, instant fan, and I think that's that's how, like. Like, how can you not be a fan when you see four guys, uh, three guys playing in in insane asylum? You know. Yeah. And it's such a catchy song too. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, it really is. And and we haven't even spoken about that. 
they were a trio for so long. And still are, right? I don't think and anybody still, stepped in or, or, or left. They take, yeah, it's still the same guys. Yeah. Um, I, Trey Cool is not the original drummer okay. for Green Day, but he has definitely been, like, no one even knows the name of the first guy. I don't even know the name of the first guy that was in there. Trey Cool is the drummer for Green Day for me. But, but yeah. um, you know, he, it's been the same group of guys for all these years. It wasn't until American Idiot when they started touring with, um, I believe his name is Jason White, just playing second guitars. And I mean, American Idiot is a rock opera. It is a concept album. And while this band has been able to pull it off as a trio for so long, it was obvious they needed a, a second guitarist at least um, to step in and, and play some stuff. But now they have a, a, a keyboardist. Um, I think they've even got a horn section, if I'm not mistaken. But like, you know, so they're expanding when they play live. Yeah. But, you know, it is still credited as being Billy Joe Armstrong, Mike Durant, and Trey Cool. Well, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Blow my mind, dude. Remember when you said you don't know who the original drummer is? Yes. What's his name? On Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. Yep. It says uh, Raj Punjabi. It's, okay. It's R-A-J-P-U-N-J-A-B-I. Punjabi? I don't believe it. Okay. Uh, they said, <laughs> it said that it's drum backing vocals in 1987. Okay. Oh, that does make sense. Well, I like Trey Cool better. Well, yeah, because he's yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did have another drummer after that. It's um, let's see here. It's John Keith Keith Meyer. I think that was the name I was familiar with. Okay, I wasn't sure of Raj, but okay, it seems yeah. like I do remember Keith Meyer. Right. Um, being a name of of somebody, but yeah, I. They said they they, they said that he played. From them at 87 to 88. Okay. So you got and, Raj and then you got a, and then you got a John. Actually, they said it's the 87 to 90. I read it wrong. Oh, wow. So That's I guess. Or not thought. Yeah. Oh, huh, okay. I, 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 I guess Trey just came in um, uh, before Dookie released, right? Must have, yeah. yeah. But man, what he brought to the table is. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Unbelievable. Big time, yeah. Iconic drumming. Yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, moving on. Another one of <laughs> my favorite bands of all time. Um, but uh, but yeah, Blink-182, Enema of the State. We would not have Enema of the State without Dookie. Um, the, the first line of this of this article that we found just said, duh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, such was the shadow cast by Green Day and their seminal album, Blink-182 fans constantly defend the band as not being that influenced by the group, but even sidestepping the two trios <laughs> musical similarities and dual masturbation references. <laughs> uh, would Blink still have received the major label push that they did on Enema had Dookie not been the massive uh, commercial success that it was? Adam Song, written for a fan who took his own life, um, would have fitted easily amongst Dookie's tales of mental health issues and paranoia. Now, Blink will tell you for sure. They were friends with all those guys. They both come from California. Um, they even toured together. Um, I wish to God I could have gone to that as a kid. Um, I was into Blink-182 when that happened, but like I said before, I wasn't into Green Day yet. I wasn't as familiar with Green Day, but they did the punk, the uh, no, what was it? The Pop Disaster Tour 
of 2002. There's a documentary about it called um, Riding in Vans with Boys. Uh, and I've seen part of it and it's really cool. And it kind of documents that whole thing because it was just the juggernauts for punk rock, pop punk, like going on tour together. Blink-182 yeah. is playing with Green Day across the country. I mean, and I mean, this is, this is, so this is 2002. So take off your pants and jacket had already been out by Blink-182. They're blowing up the airwaves um the rock show and first date are one of you know the biggest songs on the radio right right and now they're going out on tour with green day who has this whole long you know back catalog of these pop punk hits from over the last decade and ah my gosh just to think about how cool that show would have been um and i've seen a picture that's popped up several times recently of them recreating the classic uh damned album cover with uh where they've got the cake on them um and they like recreated the album cover so perfectly whenever they toured together and uh there's uh there's even a really cool video of um and the song and the music video makes me sad because it was whenever blink 182 broke up originally right but uh for the song not now uh, which is just a compilation of their uh, all their music videos and live videos and stuff like that, made into a really sweet music video that was uh, it, at the time felt like a bookend for their for, for their career. So it made me very sad. But they had a video in there of them dumping a giant cake. I guess it was the you know final show of the tour or whatever. They took this huge cake and they dumped it on Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh, like in, in, like in the green room back there. So, um, man, I just, I'm sorry. I wish I could have gone to that. Mm. It'd been so cool. Now they have asked, they have asked, uh, green day if they would, if they would do a pop disaster tour part two with blink One Eighty Two, and green day said that they are not interested. That makes me sad. What? Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see it but I, I don't think they have any desire to tour the blink anymore for is, whatever reason. Is there a reason why? I, not that I have heard. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Tegan and Sarah is a band that I've never even heard of before, but that okay. doesn't mean that, you know, that they're, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I am not as familiar with Tegan and Sarah. Um, I, I know that a lot of people are, okay. I, I will admit that I am not. Um, but I will tell you this, there is a song, I'm trying to look up what the name of the song is right now. Um, it is called Cloud Nine uh, by the band Beach Bunny, which is a great song. Um, but it features Tegan and Sarah on that oh. song. So I really like Beach Bunny. And so that's really my only introduction to Tegan and Sarah. But I know a lot of people are big fans, so I felt it was appropriate to include in this list. Nice, nice. nice. Uh, so I, I guess your biggest song was where does the... Where does the good, good go? Where does the good right. go from from this album? So jealous. Nice. So. nice okay. Mm-hmm. It's um. I can remember buying the CD and listening to it over and over and over and over again. But like like I did like, and I'm sure you did yeah. too. <laughs> and imagining myself playing the songs, I think it was the first band that made me want to play guitar. Tegan told MTV after releasing "So Jealous," the pair's 2004 pop punk reinvention. Okay, so I will say that I was, with me, my fascination with the guitar came when I heard 
Angus is out in ACDC, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but after hearing Dookie, Green Day, I'm like, yeah, I really wanted to play this. And then I just started playing. Um, but my guitar teacher wasn't a, wasn't a very good one, so that turned me off of playing guitar. Yeah, I think he like, like yelled at me or something. I'm not sure. Oh, what a it, douche! Yeah, it was a very, very, very bad, bad time, you know, for me. Screw that guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, because he said, "Man, I taught some a blind kid, you know, how to play guitar, and you know, and Jeez. like you will do this." And I'm like, "Screw you, dude! You know, you don't yeah, know me." Get out of here. Yeah, I'm better than you. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Yeah, hell no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, ticket is oh, so I I am going to look up ticket and Sarah tonight because yeah, I mean, I mean they're twins, they're twin sisters. Okay, uh, nice. It's just a yeah, they're I mean they're, they're cool. They got some cool songs. Um, yeah. but like I said, my uh, if you had me to name any of their songs, I couldn't do it other than the fact that they're on that beach bunny song that I like so right. much called yeah. cloud nine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, they're a cool little duo. Um, I remember my friend Claire, um, from, uh, my, my dear friend Claire that I've known for years and years and years. She, she is a huge Tegan and Sarah fan. So oh, if nice. she is listening to this, she followed, um, she followed the not religious podcast a good bit whenever we were doing that. Um, we had her as a guest on for uh, two different episodes, but Claire, if you have followed me over onto this podcast, I hope that you are happy that I included Tegan and Sarah um, yes. in the show notes today. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you can you can contact her and say you, you should listen to our show. Yes, you know? Claire, yeah. you got to listen to this. Yeah. Um, so okay, yeah. so uh, so I know the big uh, debauchery of the next. Um, <laughs> Uh, band, because uh, they refuse to play the biggest hit song, correct? Yeah, yeah. But, this is. But see, you wouldn't it. have that song if it wasn't from Green Day. That's right. So, and another, this is another another song that was iconic in the emo revival of the mid two thousands. Um, Paramore's "Riot" uh, mm. for sure was was heavily influenced by Dookie. Um, Misery Business for sure is one uh, people considered an anthem of that that time period and that subgenre. So yeah. um, channeling the harsh energy of green days masterwork into their own brand of chart friendly stabilizers uh, on punk Paramore broke through the mainstream with riot and its flagship single misery business, mocking exactly the same high school characters that Billy Joe and, uh, and company had on dookie in the years prior to that. Hmm. Um, yeah, man, riot is, is, another one of those great albums start to finish. You can't skip any songs um, and did a lot for the scene. I mean, we mentioned it in our rockabilly episode, 2007 um, alternative press's cover of the uh, warp tour bands that were playing that year. Haley Williams from Paramore is front and center um, with her iconic orange hair and her heavy makeup. And I'll admit I crushed on Haley Williams a good bit. Oh, I did in too. Yeah, yeah. How could you not? <laughs> right. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, now, not so much, but I mean, at the time, yes. Like, yeah. and, and she was such a great singer. Yeah. She had a great band. Um, and their music was so catchy. And the songs meant something to me. And the lyrics were really deep. And I felt connected to the lyrics. And Paramore just did a lot, right? Uh, a lot for me growing up, my my adolescence, my coming of age, my teen angst that I went through. Paramore was there, right there with My Chemical Romance, with Used, 
with Green Day, with Blink, everybody else. Paramore is uh, front and center of that as well. Um, and Riot just went down in history as being this iconic album, but again, would not be here had it not been for Dookie. Right. Sidebar. Yes. Did Harry Williams did do, did something with with Eminem? Like what's it called? Like Paper Planes? No, that was with B.O.B. That's a great song. Um, and it's the song Airplanes. No, yeah, Airplanes. Can we pretend that Airplanes? There we go. Yep, that's that. Yeah, that was Haley Williams. Yeah. Oh, um, right. Okay. Yeah. Now Paper Planes, you're thinking of M.I.A. Right. Yeah. Paper Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pow! 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 Yeah, all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, but I thought the, uh, I, I, I thought the song from with her and uh, Eminem was just fantastic. Still is, you know. Still is, still going. It, still don't going cancel song. him. No, Please stop trying to cancel. I don't Eminem. think he can be canceled. You know, I think everybody loves him just like, just like everybody loves Ric Flair. You know, he's well, he's all one of the. It's like it's like pouring gasoline on the fire. Right. Yeah. You're trying to cancel Eminem. No, you can't do that. Sorry. You can't do that to Eminem, and you sure can't do that to us. No. Because <laughs> we will come back bigger and stronger. No, but, but, That's right. Hey, let me shut up before before we get canceled, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Don't cancel us. <laughs> we cancel you. you we'll know? cancel your face. That's right. That's right. So uh, this is another band that I haven't heard of. Uh, but I, that, I'm not familiar with them either. I think it's but they called, have a draw. A, they draw a huge crowd every time they're mentioned, though. So I felt it was appropriate. Is it pronounced Fiddler? Fiddler. Fid, yeah. Okay. F I D L E R for anybody who wants to correct this. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So 2012's big pop punk band uh, debuted. Uh, both did the same gnarly thrills as Green Day's epic bonus. Oh, oh, oh. let me read that again. <laughs> I I got confused, dude. Yeah. I, okay, so 2012's big best punk pop punk debut boasted the same gnarly thrills as Green Day's epic. Is that yes. Okay, that doesn't make sense to me, but it doesn't have to. Um, <laughs> bonus fact: "Time of Your Life" from Nimrod was the first song guitarist Zach ever learned to play. But how many times do we hear that? Like we just talked yeah. about that in Tegan and Sarah, and I'm sure that all of these bands can tell you that one of the the guitarists, like the one of the first songs they learn how to play, is a Green Day song, right? And yeah. it doesn't matter what era it's from; it's going to be. I mean, a lot of them do learn songs from American Idiot now too. But before that, it was When I Come Around, mm-hmm. um, Time of Your Life, and different songs like Basket Case. Those are songs that people learn how to play at an early age. And I will tell you tell you this. I think the reason why this is so many people's first band, like they they learn how to play the songs, is because punk music is is based on power chords, right? Yes. And for and, and for any of guitarists that knows power chords, it's like it's like some of the I don't want to say most easiest one because that does sound like pretty. You know, it's more. It is it's, though. It's, and it's I've, not, heard, it's, I've heard them name it that. It's it, it's easy to play power chords. Right. Yeah, but I just wanted to get to you. It's 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 more. It's not more demanding than any other song would be. Yeah, perfect. It, if you want to learn, all right. So if you want to join a band and play guitar, yeah, and especially if it's a punk rock or a metal band, yeah, you you want to learn how to play power chords because that's going to be the basis of a lot of your songs. But Green Day taught people how to play songs. I think that's why they were such an influence. They came up with the basic structure of how to write a good pop punk song 
and why all these bands can say that Green Day influenced them is because it's they had a structure to their songs mm-hmm. and yet was able to to change them enough to where it, you didn't get tired of it, but it was they had a structure. Um, let's do a cool intro. We're going to do a verse. We'll do a chorus, do another verse, another chorus. We'll do a bridge, do a final chorus in the song. That was that was the structure. And how many songs have been based off of that, especially in the pop punk realm? Right. You know, and um, and similar riffs. You got your basic three or four chords that you play and, um, you know, just throw your lyrics in there and and um, make it fast. And boom, you've got a pop, uh, a punk rock song. Right. So. Awesome. Um, but finally, as we as we close our uh, our lists here, um, we have to talk about Green Day's epic album, American Idiot. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of a cop out, but the sales figures and notoriety that Dookie brought Green Day allowed them to go a little bit epic. Um, American Idiot was a helter skelter punk opera that sold a spiraling uh, excuse me that told a spiraling story of life, love, and loss in the suburbs. It shifted an impressive 14 million copies worldwide. I was one of those people. Um, in fact, I bought it twice because now I have it on vinyl. Um, later spawning a <clears throat> musical of the same name, like I said before. Um, also, there's a really cool documentary about the creating of the musical that everyone should watch if you're if you're a Green Day fan. It's really neat. Um, Billy Joe said, uh, excuse me, Joe. Excuse me, Joe. <laughs> Billy Joe on Broadway. What would the punk say? And you're right. You talk about the ultimate sellout. If that's what you're, if that's what you're going to claim, um, if, if if you're going to claim that they sold out, then yeah, I guess in in your terms they did. Um, but they wrote so many great albums. I mean, how many people, how many people graduated in 1998 and time of your life was their graduation song, right? Yeah. What year did you graduate high school? 99. 99. What was your graduation song? I have no idea. I didn't okay, really, but it wasn't I didn't care at that time because I'm like, I'm out of school. Yes. And now yeah, I'm like, I'm wishing on, but you know, because adulting well, it, is not, not fun. It was definitely my other sister, Lee. It was, that was Tommy, your life was her graduation song. Right. Um, and uh, I, I've asked Brian and I was like, Brian, I think Brian graduated in 98. My sister graduated in 98. I think Brian did too. And I asked him, I was like, what was your graduation song? And he was like, I would love to tell you it was time of your life, but it was closing, uh, closing time. Oh, really? <laughs> so, not quite the same, but anyway, I mean, how many people graduated in 1999, 1998, and time of your life was their graduation song. How many kids can say that they learned a green day song whenever they first started playing guitar? How, I mean, all of my friends, that when they first started learning how to play guitar, they played Nirvana, they played Green Day, and they played a handful of other like classic metal stuff, right? But Green Day was always in the mix because they wrote super catchy, easy to play songs, not using it as a cop out. It was just they right. knew how to write a song that people would catch on to, and um, and go on to influence all these guys. So, but um, so yeah. So I just looked at my graduation song. I guess what it's called. Graduation. What is it called? Oh, okay. Um, by, TLC. No, by Not Vitamin TLC. C. Vitamin, Vitamin C. C. Yeah. I ha- I haven't heard that one in a long time. Oh, that. Oh my God, we had to. Okay. Yeah, well, that was that was your graduation song. Uh, at least you had one. We didn't have one. What? What year did you graduate? Twenty ten. 
Let me let me plug it in and see if we had one. I wonder what I wonder what I, I'll take a wild guess and tell you it was uh the climb by Miley Cyrus. I guarantee you that's what it was. The probably the most popular graduation song of 2010. Uh, I don't see one, dude. I think you're right. I don't think you had one. To be honest, I I would guarantee you because if it wasn't <laughs> if climb. it wasn't the climb by Miley Cyrus, uh-huh. everyone definitely wrote the lyrics to the climb in people's yearbooks at the end of the year. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I did mean. that. <laughs> I wrote it in several people's yearbooks. I would just, I would start it out by dear so-and-so as this year draws to a close. Right. I need you to remember one thing. It's always going to be another mountain and you're always going to want to make it move. There's always going to be an uphill battle and sometimes you're going to have to lose. It ain't about how fast you get there and it ain't about what's on the other side. It's the climb. Love Blake. Have a good summer. Hags. Hags. Yes, yeah. Hags. What? The, what <laughs> Too what, lazy. What? What? Hags. What does that mean? Like hugs? Have a great summer. Oh, oh acronym. Okay. I, got I wrote. It. I wrote all the lyrics hags. to the song, and I got too lazy to write "Have a great summer," so I'll just write hags. Well, yeah. You wrote, <laughs> <laughs> well, you wrote the most important one, you know. The, the yeah. Song, but, yeah. Well, you know, you know who else is a a big um. You know who else is a a really big Green Day fan? Not only Green Day, he's a big fan of um several rock artists. I had no idea. Um, is uh the rapper Kevin Gates. Um, and uh, this is our final um artist that we're going to talk about today, who is influenced by not only Green Day but a few more of rock's <laughs> biggest names as well. Um, I came across this video probably two years ago. And it is just the funniest thing. Um, Kevin Gates is he's a great artist. I love his music. Um, but he is just a funny person in general. Yeah. Um, and James, I'm sorry, you're probably gonna have to edit some of this out, but I, let's take a few minutes and let's just listen um, and uh, to hear what he has to say about his favorite artist that influenced him as a rapper. Scar tissue that I wish you saw. Sarcasm, missing know it Oh, Close your eyes and I'll kiss you cause with birds I shed. With the birds I shed, it's so lonely of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that's a great song without saying that. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk along to get the feeling right. We started making out and she took off my pants and then I turned on the TV and that's about the time she walked away from me. <laughs> Nobody likes it when you're 23 and you're still acting like it's freshman year. But what the fuck is ADD? My friends say I should act my, you know, you can't say <laughs> she read hot chili peppers without saying Blink-182 and you can't right. say Blink-182 without saying Another turning point of fault. He's right. He's right. Yep. Time grabs you by the wrist and directs you at a. You can't say that without saying Green Day. <laughs> and then you can't say that without saying Panic of the Disco. <laughs> but I shunned them with a heaven you people have heard of. Closing the goddamn door. You can't say those without saying them. You got to say plain white tees. You yeah. got to say it's, We can talk yeah. all day. I'm going to just cut it short. But you can't just say one without the other. Then you got Creed with his fucking chin <laughs> and his fucking nose. 
but that motherfucker gonna touch your heart. And I'm hoping, and I just can't. He gonna catch you and grab you. You gonna be like, man, I like this fucking nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, that's awesome, dude. Oh, right, he man. is funny, but he's oh, right God. though. You can't, you, you know, you can't mention one artist without. He is absolutely one hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, he hit the nail on the head, man. You really can't. These guys influenced each other for so long, yeah. and it was just one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, and it carries over in today's music. These these bands reference a band that they got into, and then whenever you hear of what that band was into, and mm-hmm. it causes you to dive a little bit deeper. You hear about Green Day talking about Circle Jerks and The Clash and um, The Ramones, and it makes you want to look into those bands. Like, oh, if Billy Joe was so heavily influenced by this by this band, then maybe I'll like that band because I like Billy Joe Armstrong. And you, you just dive. That's what's so great about music. It's just endless. Because then, if you really want to get into it, you can go look up what those bands got into. And it's just, it keeps going back further and further and further. Um, and that's what make music, it makes music uh, timeless. It makes it universal. And uh, that's what, one of the things that makes it so special. Right. Yes, it does. You know, so all, yeah. all, all good things. Yeah. Um, we are going to do a new section today um, that Blake Brosley uh, mentioned. And I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to, just to get to do this one, not religious. And it, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, to, to get away to, uh, to, how do I want to put this? It's a good way for people to leave us reviews. Yes. Basically. Perfect. Yeah. I, I think, I think this is a cool way. Like we, if you guys want to help out the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple podcasts or or wherever you get your podcasts or, you know, that, that helps us get noticed. It helps people. It helps um, whenever we approach people about sponsorships. Um, it helps them to kind of look into our show a little bit more and basically just learn if it's worth their time um, to do that. So um, we appreciate everybody who has left our, uh, us a review on Apple podcasts. We've actually got quite a few. Um, so I figured it'd be fun to just read some of the reviews that we've gotten. And um, if you want your review read on the show, then, um, you know, please leave us one and uh, we'll be sure to do that. We would, we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, any words of encouragement or any ideas that you have, you know, please let us know. So yeah. James, I'll take this first one. Um, if, and uh, if you want to do the second one, sure. um, but this, this, this uh, review is actually from a year ago. So this is, um, and of course we have more updated ones. I just figured <laughs> we could start from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, this one is from uh, back to your story. Um, they said amazing podcast and they gave us five stars. How very sweet. Such an amazing podcast. I loved every minute of this. I'm going to be sharing this with all my friends. This was exactly what I was looking for. Thank you so much for creating this amazing podcast. Five stars four exclamation points. So thank you back to your story. I don't know who you are, but you're a sweet person. And I thank you for leaving us this review. Right, right on. So I have I have two more um reviews. I just found one um, just a moment okay, ago. Cool. But um here's one from um Mark S. Lee. He 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 also wrote uh, gave us five stars. He says, I'm a big fan of music and definitely think this is a great musical show. We need more musical podcasts like this. And he oh. he rated it as five stars also. Thank you. 
but I, but I found one that you know that's more recent to this day. Yeah. So, um, this uh, um author is Rain two 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 five, uh, for March twenty fifth, two thousand one. So very very recently. Okay. He says, "Quote: Every day I wake up and pour myself a hearty cup of joe. I walk over to my phone and turn on the, my favorite podcast in the galaxy." Wow. When words fail, music speaks is the best thing for anybody. So, and he's right. I mean, because because you never know, you know, what someone someone is going through. You know, maybe if they when they hear our us, you know, talking about music, it, it brightens their day. You know, get get them motivated yes. for the day to come. You know, and I think that's really really special that we can bring happiness and joy to people who are feeling down or depressed or. Have like anxiety, or you, yeah. you never know what, what what people was going through, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and thank you guys for uh, for not only listening, but for those of you who have left up left us a review um, and a rating on whatever it is, uh, whether it's YouTube or um, Apple Podcasts or anything. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing this with your friends. Um, like we said, we'll read your review right here on the show. This this helps us grow. If you want us to grow bigger, this is a good way to do it. It is an easy way to do that um and uh so thank you guys so much we hope you're doing good out there um i know covid's kind of making a a a second go around here but um, i hope everybody is safe and well out there and um you guys are holding up okay and uh it gets better i promise you it gets better we'll close this out james where can people find us on all the the things and this and the such yes sir okay so um they can find us on Instagram, When Words Fail Podcast. Facebook, WWFMS Podcast. Twitter, When Words Fail MS. And you can always email us at WhenWordsFailPodcast at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube, bringing you fantastic content at YouTube.com slash WhenWordsFailMusicSpeaks. And of course, as always, our website is www.WhenWordsFail.com musicspeaks.com and we do Ooh. have merchandise for y'all now yeah dog <laughs> yeah g <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be um to, to go there it's gonna be t e e t dash pub that lsc dash when words show music the um link's gonna be in the description because i'll just tell you all that yeah if you, if you didn't get any of that there will be a link to that uh yeah. in the show notes of wherever you're listening so if you want a direct link to it so you can buy some merchandise um for um what we got on there we got t-shirts we got uh we got face masks hats um baby clothes we got laptop bags laptop bags yep that's right um i think there's is there stickers on there there uh I don't think so, but, no but we have we have pillows. We got the kids t-shirts, kids hoodies, uh, uh, yeah, baseball shirts. You know, anything on that site you can order for uh, for twenty bucks or under. You know, it's yeah. not too much. So if if you can, you know, and 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 money is on your side, you know, please help us out yeah. anywhere you can. And that helps us out a ton too. That's yes. that's um that's a huge way to help us out so we can grow um these things cost money guys it it really does um and this is you know it's it's fun to do this and um we we definitely have a good time to do it um we would love for this to grow one of the ways to do that is uh, unfortunately cost money 
So um, if yeah. you want to help the show out in any way, that's a good way to do it. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, where, then, um, so where can people find you, though? Check me out on the Instagram and the Twitter. I am at Blake underscore Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. Um, you can watch my uh, my drum videos on YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash Mosley with three Ys. So M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. Um, several playthroughs that I've done um, for church on there. Uh, the audio is better now because I have a means of connecting the audio to my in-ear monitor. So you guys nice. can actually hear the rest of the band and not just the drums banging away. So you can hear what I'm playing too. So we're getting better. Getting nice. Better. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So all good things um, must yeah. come to an end. And as this show ends, we do say, uh, you don't keep listening to music, you know. Yeah. Um, and don't listen to anybody else. You know, who cares what they think? You know, because we might have a band that you like and they don't like. And I know it's peer pressure, you know, but, uh, you know, dig what you dig, man, you know. Yeah. So, there are so. no such things. I used to think that guilty pleasures were a thing. There's no guilty pleasures, man. If you're into a certain type of music or you like a song by an artist that's maybe outside of your normal genre, right. don't be ashamed of that. Just right. embrace it, man. Music is great. Music is universal, and it is a good way of connecting with other human beings and um that's the that's the most important thing here so that is true but in all in all, in all accounts when words fail music speaks see you guys bye everybody